Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. (laughs) After Kenny said, I like a challenge, his wife just about elbowed him but didn't want to hit her son in the head, I think, (laughs) and said it's your favorite holiday. So I don't think it'll be too much of a challenge. Besides, giving thanks is part of what we're made for. It's part of the thing that God not only wants us to do, but we should do and we should want to do it and be excited about it. We have so many blessings to recognize and be thankful for. And so we're going to touch on that a little bit today and over the next few weeks and different ways to give thanks. So, spoiler alert. And if you haven't flipped to Psalm 136 by now, you could follow on the screen. It says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. If you hadn't caught on by now, all of these end the same way. You could even say it with me. His love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, His love endures forever. Who made the great lights, his love endures forever. The sun to govern the day, his love endures forever. The moon and stars to govern the night, his love endures forever. Now, I know that might have felt a little weird. We don't normally do that kind of thing here at Greenfield. But I think it's important to recognize When there's repetition, that normally means it's important. And that is in every single verse in this psalm. Now, we won't go through the whole psalm. We're just going to go through those first nine verses this morning. But I hope that you remember this morning, as we praise him and as we delve into his word, that his love endures forever. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all of the blessings you give us each and every day. We thank you for the opportunity to come and lift your name, to praise you, to worship you, just as we are. Lord, we are broken, we are sinful, imperfect, but because of you, because of your son and his sacrifice, we can come as we are, worship you and be reunited with you and our brothers and sisters in Christ. Together we say, amen. All right. I invite all the kiddos, the children, to boogie. Good morning. One of, the, one of the first things I was told this morning was that they were surprised that I didn't have Mickey Mouse ears on. There will be pictures later. Uh, but yeah, we had a great time. Uh, as you see, I made it back in one piece, and so did my sisters. Um, 
We had a fantastic time down there. The weather was great. Uh, traveling was safe and not wildly inconvenient. Uh, there weren't any crazy traffic jams or anything like that. Um, and it wasn't four zillion degrees. It was only two zillion degrees down there. Um, yeah, it was in the 70s most of the week, so it really was a beautiful week to be down there. Um, had a wonderful bonding experience, making memories of a lifetime, and uh, came back home to a house that may or may not have been mildly pranked by a good friend. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was overall a good and successful trip. Um, and I just, I praise God for that opportunity, uh, and for the opportunity to be here this morning talking about praise, talking about thanksgiving. Oftentimes we talk about being thankful and whatnot, but when we talk about thanksgiving, we often think of, you know, turkeys and cornucopias. What, what, what is the purpose of a cornucopia? Does anybody actually know? Huh? They're pretty. Okay. I didn't know if they served a functional purpose. Glenn just says they're pretty. I don't know. Oh, Rachel. Oh. She said the symbol of it overflowing and showing abundance. That's interesting. I don't know. I'd never thought about that. I just, you know, I always saw these funky things that looked like a basket or a horn or something, and it was filled with pumpkins for whatever reason. That makes sense, though. Anyway, so... Talking about giving thanks and being thankful and thanksgiving, I really want to delve into what that means and what that looks like over the next few weeks. Um, because Dan loves hunting season so much, I often end up doing the Thanksgiving series or a good chunk of it, uh, which is totally fine. And I just try to, I, I want to try and make sure that I'm not preaching the same thing once a year. I don't want you looking back and thinking, wow, I... I should go listen to last year's podcast because I think he just gave us the same sermon twice. He's slacking. I don't want to do that to you guys. So as I was thinking about, well, what does this mean? What does this look like? One of the first things that came to my mind was not only the Psalms, but this particular Psalm where it talks about how the Lord's love endures forever in every single verse. And I thought, well, why don't we pick that apart? Why don't we see where they're going with that? How they're tying in God's love to all of these different things. Now, I only did the first nine verses. If you continue on, it looks pretty strange to us from a modern Western perspective. Because the next verses, it talks about how God wiped out the Egyptians as he delivered his people. And so it talks about how like, and he slayed their firstborn. The love of God endures forever. And he killed all of the Egyptians and drowned them all. God's love endures forever. And that just doesn't, like, click in our heads. But I wanted to, I wanted to focus mostly on the first part, but we will talk about the second part a little bit. So first off, the tacky question of the season is, what are you thankful for? Now, it sounds tacky, but it's important. Oftentimes, we just take so many things for granted because that's just how things are. For example, this morning, as I was getting my PowerPoint onto the computer, I was muttering to myself about how stupid computers are. But what a blessing. Yes, I know. I know there's a bit of a, and printers are even worse, but we won't go there. 
But it's such a blessing that I don't have to sit down and write out every single word. I mean, can you imagine the newsletters? Dan and I already complain about the newsletters as it is. If we had to sit down and write them, ugh. Wow. but it's important to genuinely think about the things that we are thankful for and to give thanks for those things I want to give thanks for the opportunity I had to go and spoil the living daylights out of my sisters for a week down in Florida We had a fantastic time. We wore matching t-shirts through most of the vacation. Um, I I paid a little bit extra for the fancy photo package, which I actually, I really don't regret. I wasn't sure if that was going to be like a gimmick, and I just threw a bunch of money out the window, but I got a few professional-grade photos that I can, like, throw out as Christmas presents to parents and grandparents and things. Um, and it was a pretty seamless thing. And it also sent pictures to my phone from the roller coaster rides. The only issue I had was there were a couple where I got random people's pictures <laughs> <laughs> instead of my own. Yeah, I might need to use those for Christmas cards. <laughs> there may or may not be a history there. Um, but anyway. We had the opportunity to go together as just brothers and sisters. We left our parents at home to do boring stuff. Um, And we just went and we had a blast. And it was awesome. And I'm so thankful that I was able to do that. And I recognize that that's something that, like, I had to save up for. And I recognize that that's something that I need to be diligent in um, my funds in the next month or two because it's going to be tight because we had a good time. And we made sure of that. (laughs) Being able to do that was a huge blessing. And there are so many small blessings as well. You know, I just remembered something. Oftentimes, if you know me well, and you spot me any time before noon or with a sweet dessert, I'll have one of these nearby. I love coffee. I love coffee. I actually have a, so I have a digital scale, and I weigh my coffee beans every morning before grinding them by hand. That is the level of dedication I have to this stuff. Why? Because you can have a more consistent cup of coffee in the flavoring, and you get a fresher flavor. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. I get up, I get up early to do that. Wow. Uh, I don't, but I do have a Brita filter. Yeah. Anyway, so I love coffee. And there are some times where, as I'm sipping on my coffee, I will sing to myself, coffee is a blessing from the Lord. Because you know what? Coffee is a blessing from the Lord. And I I genuinely want to give praise to God for my cup of coffee. Yeah. It is 
a blessing from the Lord. And it's easy to take those little things for granted. And you don't really notice them until you're out of coffee beans. Or until your Wi-Fi stops working. Or until you go to start your car and the battery's dead. And then all of a sudden, instead of recognizing all the things you have to be thankful for in life, you're sounding like Yosemite Sam muttering to yourself about how oh, this stupid darn uh, thing and ready to kick stuff and throw stuff. And you forget about all of the blessings you've been given because you took them for granted. And now when that thing that you've taken for granted for who knows how long is gone or not working the way that you want or anticipate, all of a sudden you are beyond frustrated. When really you should be grateful that you have this convenience thing or, you know, that you had those coffee beans to begin with. Starting out by looking at the first few verses of this psalm. It says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Give thanks to the God of gods and give thanks to the Lord of lords. All of those are characteristics of God. It's just thanking God for being who he is. Now that might not be a regular practice for some of you, but I hope, I hope that it might be a familiar practice to those of you who are married or in a serious committed relationship. How many of you are married in here? That's, that's probably about the majority of the people in the room. If you have a spouse, or if you have a close loved one, it doesn't even have to be a spouse. It could be a brother, a sister, a mom, children, whatever. You should recognize and be thankful for those people that God has blessed you with, for who he made them to be. Now, sometimes that's hard. I'm not going to downplay that. Sometimes they forget to do that one thing, or maybe they do that one thing that drives you up the wall. It could be something stupid and silly, like you didn't put your socks in the hamper. It's on the floor eight inches away from the laundry hamper, but it didn't make it there. I've heard of stories like that leading to arguments. And it doesn't have to be that. That's just an example. For me, I know that when I, was, when I was in my last serious dating relationship, whenever my girlfriend would come over, she wouldn't put the lid down when she was done in the bathroom. I don't know why that bothered me, but it bothered me. I always made sure the, lead, the lid and the seat were down. I was trying to be a good boy and a hospitable you know, host. And she wouldn't put the lid down. That bothered me. I don't know why. I never argued with her about it, but in the back of my head, I'd walk in the bathroom and I'd be thinking, she didn't put the lid down. <laughs> I'm glad you guys think this is so funny. <laughs> well, I'm sure God would put the lid down, right? <laughs> 
So I have a few pictures up there of what people have interpreted God to look like. Now, I got to say, Monty Python and the Holy Grail is probably, probably not where you should be getting your, your theology, all right? But we have all these ideas of what God is, of who God is, of what he looks like. And the picture that's painted in the Psalms is that of power and majesty. He's almighty. He is the God of God, the Lord of lords, the King of kings. It shows his power through the things that he has done. And we often have this idea that he's some, you know, big guy with a beard in the sky. As seen in two of the three pictures. But what is he to you? What have you seen God do in your life? What is God's nature? We see as we continue through this psalm, It talks about how he does great wonders. By his understanding, he made the heavens. If he does all of these incredible things, and we see through creation, life around us, the things that we have lived and experienced, we should recognize the fact That God is active in our lives, in our world around us today. It doesn't leave a reference, so I don't recall what it is, but it says somewhere in the Bible that the Spirit of the Lord, who raised Jesus from the dead, if we have our faith in Christ, lives in us. That same Holy Spirit that descended on Jesus like a dove at his baptism, the same one that raised him up from the dead, the same one that worked through the prophets who did miracles in the name of the Lord. He's in us today. Now, I'm not saying that if you go out to Lake Erie that you could just walk across the lake to Canada. That might not be the Lord's will for you today as his witness and servant. And so I'm, I'm not saying you should go out to the lake dressed as you are, and go for a leisurely stroll over to Canada. But what I am saying is that we have the opportunity to serve God and to experience him in powerful ways each and every day, according to his will. Pushing the button. There we are. Now, there's a, there's a bit of a switching of gears here. It starts out focusing on who God is, and now it switches over to some of the things that he's done. The psalm switches, and it starts with creation before it goes to the story of the Exodus. It says that he spread out the earth upon the waters. He made the great lights, the sun to govern the day, and the moon and stars to govern the night. 
He's done and made all of these beautiful, powerful things around us. Through his creation, we can see who God is. Through the things that we do and live and experience, we can come to understand better who God is and to give him thanks for those things. So I want to ask you, how is it that you personally are recognizing the Lord in your life? I played that video at the beginning, the one of the family and the Honda, and they're singing Crazy Train together, because I was trying to think of what are, what are things that we do on a regular basis to praise the Lord? And one of the first things that popped into my head is sometimes you're like singing in the shower or singing in the car. Now, sometimes it's just because you had that one song that popped on the radio stuck in your head, or you heard it in a movie or a commercial or whatever, and so you're singing, and it could be anything from the Burger King jingle to, you know, whatever's playing on the radio. But I hope sometimes, after you leave church, or maybe even a day or two later, that a praise song will pop in your head. And you'll start praising the Lord as you're, you know, doing your dishes or whatever human being things you have to do, vacuum, I don't know, laundry, whatever. That as you're doing your mundane life stuff, that you're able to praise God through it. Because God is active and present in those moments too. And when we look at the act of giving thanks a lot of it is singing. Now, that's not the only way to do it. But I want to kind of focus on that one today. If we look at the Bible, what's the biggest book in the Bible? Psalms. Anybody know how many chapters are in it? Yeah, 150. It's a nice even number to remember. But that's a lot of chapters. I mean, that's a lot of chapters. Even some of the large books of prophecy are in the like 40s, 50s, 60s. Even if we look at what Isaiah has 66, Psalm still has not quite three times that. Definitely two and a half. I think that there is a level of priority that we often overlook in the Psalms. There is a reason we have more than twice as many Psalms as we do any other book in the Bible. But what's interesting is we often kind of gloss over it a little bit. We think, oh, those are just songs, you know. Oh, that's cute for a motivational poster or my seventh tattoo or whatever. I don't have any tattoos yet, but just throwing that out there. That's one of those things that people, it's just, oh, that's a nice platitude. You know, we'll get a vinyl of that and we'll put it on the living room wall over the couch so it looks like I love God. Or you'll see it in a lobby. Actually, that was one of the neat little things about one of the hotels we stayed at. Part of the reason that I was able to go on this vacation was I thought I was getting a great deal on a hotel. 
Now, unfortunately, they decided that I had too little money to buy a timeshare, so I didn't get my free hotel stay. They kicked me out of the timeshare presentation. Um, yeah, and sent me back. I know. I tried explaining to them. I was like, look, I know it doesn't look like I make any money on paper, but they pay for my housing, and I get retirement benefits, and I get insurance, and all that good stuff. And if you add it all up, it's more than $50,000. And they're like, yeah, no, you don't make enough money. Get out of here. Um, I, I even talked to their manager. No free hotel stay for me. But I did not get suckered into a timeshare either, so I'm sure that's a comfort to some of you. But if we look at if we look at all of the all of those little things, it's plastered all over the place. And the other hotel that I stayed at that wasn't trying to sell me a timeshare had on several of the posters and things around the wall in the building little inspirational quotes, and a few of them were Bible verses. There's one from Proverbs, I don't recall which one. Um, but there were a couple of actual little Bible verses in there and telling you to like give thanks to God for just another new sunshine day. And I thought that that was really cool because that's not something you see at things like hotels. Now, this one was clearly privately owned. It wasn't a part of some chain, and that was probably part of how they were able to do that without feeling like it was some you know, politically correct whatever. But it was a cute little hotel, and I was glad that they had Bible verses up there. That made my heart feel a little bit better. I was like, wow, good for them. But sometimes that's just kind of how we treat the Psalms or the Proverbs. It's just you know, a nice little, and we'll put that up on the wall, and that'll look cute there. But there's more to it than that. There has to be. If there's a reason for there being 150 chapters of it, it's because God wants us to praise him. If we look at Adam and Eve in the garden, God was walking and talking with them before they fell into temptation. It doesn't specifically say how long they got to enjoy that blessing. It doesn't tell us that they made it three and a half weeks. It doesn't say it was two days. We don't know how long they got to enjoy that and savor that. But God wants that fellowship with us. And he wants us to lift him up in praise with our hearts. And so as I was preparing this sermon, I thought, how can, how can I illustrate that? How can I incorporate that into what I'm preaching? And how better than to actually do it? So I didn't tell praise team this, and you don't actually have to get out of your seats because this isn't a praise team song. It's a hymn. Brian, it's up there. Pop it on. Nope. It's right after my sermon, or it should be. There we are. I want to invite you all to stand and sing with me this morning. We're going to go a cappella, and we're going to sing Count Your Blessings. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, do not be... Hey, there we are. 
When you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Count your many blessings, every doubt will fly. And you will be singing as the days go by. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. When you look at others with their lands and gold, Think that Christ has promised you his wealth untold. Count your many blessings money cannot buy. Your reward in heaven nor your home on high. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged, God is over all. Count your many blessings, angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your journey's end. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. Amen. Okay, you guys can, can be seated. Now, for some of you, you might have been like, why didn't we play any music? Or why didn't you let praise team know? But I want you to think and remember, well, if we're supposed to do this on a regular basis, are you going to call up the praise team and have us come over to your house while you're folding laundry? I mean, we, we could try, but the problem is there's a lot of you guys. So we're going to have to set up a day and everybody just bring their laundry and we'll all have like a laundry folding party. And we'll do, we'll do singspiration, but somebody's going to have to fold Mark and Julie's laundry for them because they're married together. Yeah, Zach, there we go. Sorry, Zach. 
Because Nathan's on praise team too, so you're the only one left in that household. So you're going to have to fold all the laundry. I hope that's all right with you. There was silence from the balcony. (laughs) But if you're going to be doing that on your own, independently praising the Lord, it's probably just going to be your voice. Or you're going to have something playing off of, you know, YouTube or Spotify or however you listen to your music. Maybe you have cassette tapes or CDs or vinyls or... I doubt anybody still has an 8-track around someplace, but maybe. (laughs) Anyway. But if we're going to praise God on a regular basis, we're going to need to be comfortable with praising Him. Now, As we go through the month, I'm going to talk about other ways to praise him, not just with our voices. But I wanted to focus on that today. I wanted to recognize that as we look through our day-to-day lives, as we serve him, that we should be praising him with our voices, looking at who God is, at how he interacts with us looking at the things that he's done great and small in our lives, ranging from just a good cup of coffee in the morning to your Disney trips. And not only that, but looking at how he was there for you in the hard times. Sometimes, if we look at our lives, it's easy for us to just look at the big stuff, whether it was the day you got married or whether it was the day your, you know, really close relative passed. If you were to sum up your life, you'd look for those big moments. The day one of your children was born. Or the day that your dog that you grew up with and had when you were, you know, a little tyke up through high school had to get put down because old Sparky just wasn't, wasn't walking like he used to anymore. For me, it was Rusty, but he was a good dog. I cried a lot that day. That was tough. We all have those moments, the great stuff and the tough stuff. And God is with us through it all. And even in those moments where we might look at it and be like, why would you praise God for that? Why would you praise God that all these people were drowned in the Red Sea? To remember that his love endures forever. And spoiler alert, if you're confused by that, that was God delivering and protecting his people. And sometimes that doesn't look pretty. Sometimes being protected isn't what you anticipate. I can think of a day like that for me. I hope that this week you take some time to reflect and to sing to the Lord Coffee is a blessing from the Lord.
I sing it like that one part of um, I've been working on the railroad. You know, someone's in the kitchen with Dinah. That part. That's the part that I sing. Coffee is a blessing from the Lord. Coffee is a blessing from the Lord. The great and the small. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for each and every moment. All of the things that you do that we see you do in our lives. Lord, I pray that this week as we go out that we would be singing your praises. I don't remember which mainstream church or worship band it is, but there's a song, Your Praise Will Ever Be On My Lips. And I pray that this week that would be how our church would live. That your praise would ever be on our lips, Lord. That we would lift your name on high and that we would worship you with our mouths, recognizing how you have delivered us, how you've delivered us from sin through your son Jesus, how you've delivered us from some of our old ways and bad habits, how you've delivered us from tough situations. And I pray that you would help us to sing. In Jesus' name we pray.